0: Listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.
1: I want to welcome to ESPN New York tonight a young man who I had the pleasure of covering when I was embedded with the Jets during uh, the two back-to-back AFC championship years. And I'm telling you right now, I'm not surprised that this young man is in broadcasting. TV, radio, I knew it was coming. And the first, my first inkling was when I walked into the Jet locker room at the One Jet Way and this young man was standing by his locker smiling, telling people, come get some of this juice. He is now the co-host with Alan Hahn from 1 to 3. He is Bart Scott. Hey, Bart.
0: Hey, good morning. Good morning. Well, good afternoon, good night, whatever it is, man. It's all good. I uh, appreciate the intro. Happy to be on the show. Always been a fan of this show. I uh, appreciate you inviting me on. My
1: pleasure, Bart. And, and the one thing I always tell people about you is, you know, if you, you, you're impressed by his football knowledge, but his financial knowledge is far surpasses his football knowledge.
0: Hey, yeah, well we all just squirrels trying to get it right. You know what I mean? And, you know, each one teach one, man. We all trying to figure this thing out. You know, we have some great examples of athletes doing tremendous things with their yep. finances, you know, guys understanding their brand, guys understanding their power and how to you know to, to multiply instead of divide.
1: And that's important, Bart, because younger guys are, are having to make decisions with more money than every every generation, right, has more decisions to make. With with less experience to make them.
0: Well, we were talking about generational wealth, uh, opportunity to change the DNA of your family, um, your legacy. You know, trying to leave something behind for the generations to come. Um, but it's all about being able to educate them. You know, because there's no it's no course on this, and it's not about how much you make; it's how much you save.
1: That's right, no question about that. So, Bart, you were the first person I thought of, and I, and I've this situation with Kobe, the tragic situation has got me wondering because you look at so many athletes in other sports professional athletes who uh, soccer players are scoring scoring a goal or flashing his number tennis players are are wearing you, his his jerseys what is it about superstar athletes like a Kobe Bryant that professional athletes no matter what the sport respect so much is it work ethic is it his accomplishments is it how he carries himself? What is it that makes the professional athlete? Because you all are at the highest level in your in your particular sports, that allows you to look at him and say, you know what, damn, I got to give him his props.
0: Well, it's like Meek says, it's levels to this, and you know, it's you know, we we consider ourselves the top one percent of athletes, but then it's another level to that, right? You talk about the, I don't know what what what's the one percent of the one percent um that dares to be great, and he was unapologetically obsessed with greatness, and he let you know that that's what he was all about. And it's hard, you know, when anybody ever asks me, um, you know, about being a professional athlete, how to get there, and I tell them it's about consistent effort. And it's one thing to be able to lock in, and we talk about guys that get into zones, and we see athletes have these great moments. It's another thing to be locked in for a career. And it's almost like we knew who Kobe was. I can remember him taking Brandy. <laughs> it was this guy taking Brandy to the prom. Um, and we watched him grow up in front of our eyes, and he exceeded expectations. You know, so many times we, we we believe the hype, and so many times we're disappointed that people don't live up to the hype. But he's a guy that lived up to the hype and then exceeded our expectations. And we all wish that we could lock in like that, right? It's a humbling thing for an athlete to have to admit that he doesn't have the ability to go to the level that this guy could go, right? We all dared to be great. We wouldn't have been in the NFL, NBA, MLB, etc., if we didn't dare to be great. But then once you get there, you you think that you can be great, and it's about the work ethic that you put in. But then you realize, you know, was built last was you know was built last longer than was born. But then the great athletes are born and built, and it's just something that you can't do. Right. And so you, you, you admire it. You admire those moments of greatness and you try and step your game up. You just realize that you can't fly that high. Mm.
1: Sustainable success is every athlete's goal. Uh, Bart, how do you do that? How do you maintain that sustainable success? And how do you continue the chess match mentally and physically against opponents who obviously see what you do, study and try to take things away, and you constantly chump and trump their moves as you move up the ladder?
0: I mean, that's the thing. A guy like Kobe, imagine when he got in the league, he was trying to chase Michael Jordan, right? And then at some point he realized that other people were chasing him. Mm -hmm. And it's like one of those things that when the mind and the body meet, it's just an amazing thing to watch where you're able to think the game and and move purposely, but also be able to be dominant physically. And at some point, every athlete has to negotiate with his body um, and understand that his body's changing and he's not as fast as he used to be. And the great athletes, right. And the guys that are built also born, but built are able to adjust, right. No different from Jordan, you know, developing his turnaround jump shot. Kobe Bryant was able to do the same thing when you couldn't, consistently go by everybody. You weren't the most athletic person on the on the court or the field. You find other ways, like guys like Tom Brady, Derek Jeter, you find other ways to be dominant. And, and equally as dominant, to me, those are the most impressive, you know, traits in great players. They're obsessed with being great. And they'll always find a way. And you're just trying to knock them off the mountaintop and claim the throne, but they are not willing participants. And you think about a guy like Kobe – You know, the the Wayne Wade, the uh, Carmelo era, you know, the LeBron era, he never, ever hid or ran from a challenge. And that was a part of him living. You know what I mean? The fact that he was able to rise up to these challenges of other people that he deemed great. And great players force the people around them to be great. You hear the stories about him taking his Kobe's away (laughs) because he's saying, you guys don't deserve them, you too damn soft. And it's an uncomfortable thing, right? Because it's not about being able to be as dominant as they are, but it's about being mentally tough, right? It's about, you know, being able to, you know, dare to be great, not having a fear of failure. You know, Kobe was willing to put a shot up no matter what and live with the results, right? He was never nervous about the moment because, he know, he prepared for the moment. And a lot of us hope that we can do that, but in times of um, distress, We lean and we look to the great players to make the great play because we're not confident enough and we can't live with the results. Our shoulders aren't big enough to live with the results. And if we fail, he was perfectly fine with it. And, you know, it's like Jordan always says, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. And Kobe never saw a shot that he wasn't willing to take and live with the consequences and deal with the criticism.
1: No, it's not, it's not one in the afternoon. You, you didn't, you didn't oversleep. It's Bart Scott, but he's on with us on ESPN New York tonight here on 987 ESPN. Bart, I got to ask you this. How tough is it? Cause I mean, you, you were around with a great player, a couple of great players when you were in Baltimore. How yep. tough is it to be in the locker room with guys who are great and mentally, you know that you can't rise to that challenge, but you do your best. To do that, a and and to and the part B of that question is, Bart, how tough is it to be in the locker room with a superstar that demands so much of you?
0: I mean, it depends on your personality. I always embrace the challenge, um, and you know, I play with a lot of great players. You can you know talk about Darrell Reeves that'd be a, a Hall of Famer. You can talk about Jonathan Ogden. You can talk about you know you know Terrell Suggs, but you know Ray Lewis to me was the closest thing to Kobe Mm -hmm. Bryant because of the mentality and Mm -hmm. the consistent effort. And he was always the same person day in and day out. And, you know, what people thought they saw on Sunday wasn't an act, right? Because I saw it on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It was like this obsession. It's like they have to be the best. And it's just an everyday thing. And if you don't really rise up to that, you'll be, you'll be eaten up by their personality. You'll be consumed by their personality. Hmm. And you see some people is not for everybody. We saw Dwight Howard. He couldn't handle the expectations of Kobe saying, Hey, you need to get, you need to step up and I need this effort every day. Right. And we can see Shaq, right? Even Shaq, Shaq's a great player. And you think about a guy like Kobe looking at him saying how dominant you could be. If you had my mentality, now you're great, but you know that's still not your best. You know because Shaq' best probably was to be the best ever with what he, his skill set and what God had blessed him with, right? So he he maybe looked at a guy like Shaq, like he was born, he was built to an extent, but he didn't consistently build himself to maintain that, right? I always use the analogy. People say, you know, where'd you get that from? I get that analogy from Bernard Hopkins. Mm. Because you know he told me that a long time ago, and I always kind of live by that because i I, I compare him to the great other greats in his era that Roy Jones was born. but when Roy Jones skills started to fade, he didn't last as long as Bernard Hopkins, who was built mm-hmm. right because what happens when your fundamentals when you don't when, when, when your athleticism fails, you're back to your fundamentals and building things right and we see that in every sport, and we always say what? would have been, what could have been, right? The great players get as close to the, all the potential out of themselves as they can, right? So that's why athletes always appreciate that, man, and that's what I've always appreciated about Kobe. Make no bones about it. I didn't like Kobe. I wasn't a Kobe fan because of the history that they had against the Pistons, and I'm a Detroit guy, so it goes back far beyond. You know, It goes all the way back to the Magic days and Isaiah Thomas you know, rolling his ankle in the third quarter and them falling short because Isaiah wasn't able to answer the call in in, in game seven. You know, so I I didn't like Kobe, but I respected Kobe. And I think he's the closest thing that we've seen to me from mentality, globalizing the sport as as Michael Jordan. And I know a lot of people are going to say, well, LeBron, but I don't look at LeBron the same. I compare LeBron James to Magic Johnson because his nature is to be a facilitator where Kobe was just – purely just an assassin. Now I know he had other elements to his game, but he was purely more of an assassin. And I look at him as a two guard and I look at LeBron as a three.
1: That's the type of analysis you can get every day, Monday through Friday from one to three, Bart Scott, along with Alan Hahn. Bart, thank you, my friend. Good talking to you. Continue success with the show. And we'll talk to you, uh, you know, get some get some football knowledge. We'll come back and peek. You You did good, Professor Scott.
0: Very good. Oh, always a pleasure. Time to go back to night night, man. I appreciate you hitting <laughs> me up because I almost forgot about my dog, man. All right. Did not answer the bell. No problem. I, I know,
1: I know, I know you were getting ready for a greenie in the morning, so you go ahead back to sleep.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, Bart. Take, take care. care. Bart Scott, you can, aside from Bart and Han, he's always, he's hanging out with uh, with, uh greenie
0: on Get Up! You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight Podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.